0: Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker.
1: And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that has to cut
2: out all the Python stencils, codename Legion Cub.
0: (laughs) More on that later. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible, and please do... Uh, leave a review wherever you listen to this show. Let them know that you enjoy Audible interlude. Uh, also check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, toy reviews going up all the time. And as soon as there's more GI Joe to review, I'll do it. Uh, also fo- when you follow Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram, I've been doing a thing lately of uh, name that Joe or Cobra where I'll just put up a random picture. Of right now, it's all like early 2000s figures. Uh, But I, you know, just photography from my Joe collection, but just a picture of a fig, just a fun little thing, basically to have some content because we got to try and get eyes, uh, well, eyes on Instagram and ears on the podcast. And speaking of which, yes, indeed, we are four times a month now (laughs) guys how do you Uh, feel about that
1: we made it we finally made it
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh we will be going forward uh as long as there's enough news to continue this uh we will be doing a news episode the first and third friday of the month and then we'll be doing a, a segment slash entertainment review, whatever episode, uh, the second and fourth Friday of every month. And then if, if it's a, a five-week month, then you guys get a break. But you don't get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get any of that sweet podcast money that, that, that long month. Uh, so we got to check our polls. Uh, last episode, we put up a poll. Is the Mamba a killer Cobra vehicle? And right down the middle, 50% said, no way. 50% said, heck yeah. So we're split on, on whether we love the Mamba or not. I think all three of us are pretty enthused with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Love me some Mamba. And uh, next week, we'll find out uh, which instrument of destruction we will or will not be excited about. Uh, I do want to mention once again because it's imminent. We we are a little over a month away from Joe Fest, a real Augusta Toy and Comic Show. Audible interlude is confirmed for a live panel happening on June twenty fourth. 25th or 26th, <laughs> one of those days, we will be presenting a live panel at Joe Fest in Augusta, Georgia, at the Augusta Convention Center. Uh, very excited for this event. As we've talked about, uh, Noel, you've been there more than I have. I was there in 2019. I, I brought uh, my son. We had a blast. Very excited to be getting back. It's it's just a, a fun. Very Joe centered, but with more. Mainly Joe. Mainly Joe. I mean, it Mainly is Joe Fest.
1: Well, no, that um, and it's the official name of the convention is the Augusta Toy and Comic Show. That was, I think, to give it a little bit more mass appeal. But it did start off specifically as a GI Joe convention. Well, so much if, like the other convention, I'm going to need at mentioned...
2: least a touch of Cobra in there. Yeah.
1: If it's <laughs> yes. all
2: Joe, then. <laughs> um I'll need a disguise.
0: <laughs> well that's that's fine. You you can uh you can be the Zartan. <laughs> the Noel faces Agent Faces <laughs> Agent faces and I'll faces. uh I'll just be me um yeah that that is kind of a weird thing that happens because because for years <laughs> the the Atlanta show was the great Atlanta toy convention and Joe Lanta, like Mm -hmm. this long, long name. And then they just changed to the great Atlanta toy convention, but now Joe Lanta is back.
1: Well, they were toy Lanta because again, they didn't want to restrict it down to just Joe fans, but the Joe fans knew where to go. And of course, Joe Lanta is a little bit more geared towards the 12 inch Joe's than some of the other Joe conventions
0: out there. And Joe Lanta is back. Uh, the weekend after Labor Day weekend. We'll, we'll oh, that's more, not a good idea. <laughs> not a good plan for an Atlanta <laughs> convention, because for those that don't know, there's a, a little tiny intimate con called Dragon Con that's just the largest convention in the southeast. Uh, what is it? Forty, 48,000 people at reduced capacity last yes, year? It's yeah. uh, eight,
1: 80,000 in 2017. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's not, been going not up much from that. of
0: a, not much of a, a thing, really. No, nah,
1: not many, Yeah.
0: Uh, but I mean, I'm going to be tapped out after dragon con. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I will absolutely go to Joe Lanta. I'm off that weekend, but, but I'm not going to have two pennies to rub together so we'll see how that goes but we're focusing now of course on joe fest june 24th through 26th come see audible interlude uh we're gonna have some goodies to give away we're gonna be doing a live panel we'll be there all weekend interacting hanging out having fun uh you can come talk to us about the show give us ideas uh but don't be mean we we don't need that no meanness all all uh peace love and gi joe peace and love peace and love uh all right Now it is time to officially get into the news. Did you guys see that the Amazon exclusive heavy artillery roadblock has been coming in and out of stock for about a week now? On Amazon for for the $24.99 price, like the regular price. Mm. It's been popping popping up for like a few minutes here, an hour there, coming in and out of stock. And, And it's like direct from amazon it's not like a third party or anything so it looks like there was a second production run that's that has been hitting so keep your eyes open for that if you missed out on that figure it's pretty awesome uh i'd still like a modus to go with it but it's uh it was it was really kind of a line drawn where classified started to acknowledge the original designs a lot more or or a lot more blatantly i guess Mm -hmm. uh we also have an interesting development speaking of product being in stock big bad toy store my personal favorite online toy retailer has some of the gi joe classified series special missions cobra island releases uh for not too terribly bad of a markup. They have uh, Breaker with the Ram for $46.99. Baroness with the Coil for $44.99. Uh, both of those were $40 originally. So that's that's not terrible. It's certainly less than you'd pay a scalper on eBay. Uh, barbecue for $25.99 and i can't remember if he was 1999 or 2299 or 2099 we've had so many hikes the last time i looked at target.com
2: he was still available at 2299
0: oh still available Really? still available yeah these are all pre-orders uh, which i assume this is stock that target sent to big bad that that they you know marked out a stock or whatever
1: or is sending because they're all listed as pre-order
0: well right right uh, but pre-order for second quarter, so I mean, pretty much
1: any day, anytime. Now. Yeah.
0: Uh, Beachhead, twenty-five ninety-nine, and finally, the real star of the bunch, <laughs> Roadblock, <laughs> for twenty-five ninety-nine. Good luck moving that one, Big Bad. Mm. I mean, he was he was cons- he was the only GI Joe product that was consistently available from Target for the past like two years.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: But uh, still, it's cool that they're there. And uh, it might be a better option for some international customers because Big Bad Toy Store does ship internationally. Mm -hmm. So this may be a little easier solution for those guys, too. Uh, Always good to see (laughs) that kind of stuff. And, And I think, you know, way back when Cobra Island first broke, a lot of people were talking about how all the store exclusives, Black Series, Transformers, all of Hasbro's store exclusives, did usually end up going to big bad or entertainment earth or you know they, they they're store exclusive for a certain amount of time so there you go big bad toy store swooping in to provide some much needed joe reinforcements let me ask you guys a question speaking of older Joe classified series releases So we know early on, uh, a lot of the Blackout-inspired figures and some of the earlier releases in the Classified series came with weapons that were actual Nerf guns. (laughs) Which
1: Which was some clever cross-promotion, I guess. Well, it
0: was, but I have to ask, why didn't we get actual Nerf guns branded as G.I. Joe?
1: That's a good question
0: and i understand like the the immediate response might be well blackout didn't exactly set the world on fire the tie in wouldn't have been that exciting but that would have been like that should have been planned a year in advance like they should have been hitting the market when blackout released at like the classified series were supposed to be so it's it's really really weird to me that we never saw any gi joe nerf stuff cuz i would have bought them all yeah. i don't
2: think they had the the uh, faith is almost too strong of a word but I don't think they were believing in the project as much because classified was just starting
0: and that's really the only job. answer it's well, just odd that they would have the synergy because when use I them with the Joe's when I
2: think of when they did like the overwatch nerf
0: right that
2: stuff like
0: that did it was too good. late yeah. yeah. So I feel like they. Well, in yeah, general, though, all of Hasbro's Overwatch stuff. They waited too late. It, yeah, it it was that. You, so I feel like, like they did the same thing games. with
2: Joe. Like Joe hit bigger than they expected, right? And now it's just been catch up, catch up, catch up.
0: Well, and there, I I do wonder if there was a wait and see idea mm-hmm. where they wanted to see how Classified did, and if it if it took off, oh, let's get the Nerf stuff out, but then blackout those blackout designs were not met with as much enthusiasm. They were like, well, let's hold off on that. Just a thought that I had looking at some of this older stuff, because I, I would really have loved to have, you know, I, I never had a problem with the Nerf guns because to me, it fits in with the sci-fi aesthetic that I like to see in GI Joe. So I, I would have bought them up.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I it wouldn't have been a big risk for them to slap some G.I. Joe packaging and no, because there's still
0: Nerf guns. Yeah,
1: just change the color. Cause yeah, there's people who will buy every Nerf gun. There's a there's a Nerf gun collecting community out there that is kind of beyond my uh reach. (laughs) But um but yeah, there's there's huge Nerf Nerf gun fans out there. And I can't imagine, I mean, the Overwatch ones not selling is not too surprising, but I would think if you're putting out you know, not super high quantities. putting out a decent amount you'd probably wind up selling them all
0: well and just look at like adam savage and all the nerf mods and stuff that he's done on his channel just that audience Mm -hmm. is always interested in whatever nerf is doing at the time so anyway just a thought that i had Uh, and now i want to hear some thoughts that you guys have we talk about gi joe adjacent things on the show. And this to me was an interesting enough topic to for us to talk about a little bit, and, and we'll be tying it in uh, over the course of our conversations tonight. Tell me about this Lego Optimus Prime. You guys are Transformers guys, much more. I, I love Transformers, but I just can't ever collect them. Uh, you guys know the brand much better than i do and and noel your Lego. noel's a lego head and he's a lego yeah i'm letting
2: you do
1: this one
0: much like zach
1: (laughs) well um this was rumored going back several months and i was i was very skeptical when i first heard the rumor but it came from a very credible source because um hasbro does not like to really dip the toe dip their toes into other like major toy companies when it comes to licensing stuff sure, especially I mean, with, lego
0: is literally everybody's biggest competitor
1: right right lego i mean they con <clears throat> of course they they license star wars stuff independently of hasbro and you know they license some other properties as well but the idea that hasbro would ever cross over with lego especially considering that uh hasbro has launched Multiple brick-based toys. Right. Uh, same thing with like Mattel. Mattel owns Mega, so they don't, you know, you're not going to get a Master of the Universe set with right, Lego. Right. You're they're gonna they're gonna release it through Mega, which is actually a fairly established brand as far as knockoff uh, brick stuff goes. So knockoff,
0: listen to this Lego talk <laughs> talking here. I mean, I'll definitely <laughs> toss that at Prio,
1: but well, and the other half of this is that uh lego has traditionally shied away from anything that was war based and they've got you know there's there's some things that kind of skirt that a little bit i mean obviously star wars is a big property but it's all fantasy in the name right but it's all fantasy based and let me
0: just tell you when i was a kid my knights and my robin hoods were not having tea together
1: right right (laughs) Uh, but it's more modern (laughs) army stuff which which is why you probably never see lego and gi joe together um but uh you know, obviously Optimus Prime carries a big honkin' ion blaster gun um, that is not a realistic weapon, but because it's so prominent with his design, it's surprising to me that they would include that in this set to begin with. Um, but I mean,
0: the Star Wars figures have like blasters and stuff.
1: They have, yeah, they have blasters and again, that comes down to the fantasy weapon versus real weapon. Yeah,
2: um, But they're but- not, I mean, they're blasters, but isn't it it's a lego piece that's used in other sets it's not they well they i the mean shape they of a
1: gun they mold them specifically for the star wars sets They yeah okay. uh, star wars specific blasters but they're again they're they're three quarters of an inch long uh for the most part you know you have like the, even like the rifles that the imperial troops carry and stuff like that they're they're not very large this is a you know this optimus prime is
0: very clearly a 14 large 15 gun? inches yeah so, so what you're saying big. is we're gonna see megatron lego next
1: that i that i very seriously doubt at least <laughs> a getting big a
0: giant uh, lego pistol <laughs> released in the united Bissell. states
1: now them doing a tank <laughs> megatron i could see doing but sure, there's not sure. a there's not a mold that's iconic as, as this one but so not only am i a giant lego fan and a giant transformers fan optimus prime is my character du jour i have an entire like (laughs) case of just dedicated optimus prime toys so there is like there's never been a toy that's ever been announced in the history of mankind that i was so all in on knowing that at 1201 a.m uh this will be in my cart on lego.com on (laughs) june 1st and, and it will be at my home a few days later um so yeah, it's it's this is a it's kind of an unprecedented crossover, just because it's the first time that Hasbro's dealt with Lego, um, and uh, it's it's a very exciting choice, I think. You know, I'm and I'm it curious.
0: transforms, right?
1: It, yes, yeah, yeah. and that's the other thing too is that again, Hasbro's done multiple uh, construction sets for Transformers. None of them have been able to transform on their own. You always had to, like, you could maybe transform part of it, but then you could, you always had to, to put parts off, uh, take parts off, put it on. Uh, this is a 100% fully transformable Optimus Prime.
0: That's crazy. That's,
1: that's, that's pretty. And I, and I have a fully transformable Optimus Prime that I built on my own. Oh my gosh. Makes this one, you know, that just looks pathetic compared to what they've (laughs) designed. So. (laughs) It'll finally be time for me to retire my little Optimus Prime that I built about five years ago.
0: Wow. So let me ask you guys. Uh, you pointed out very well, I mean, I don't know why Hasbro would even be interested in G.I. Joe Legos with the fine building sets that, <laughs> that Forever Clever graced, has yes, graced the shelves at Tuesday morning in Ross. <laughs> uh, but if something were to be worked out for Lego to produce some GI Joe toys uh, what what kind of sets do you think would be interesting to people?
1: well if you're working with scale you get a you get a real good chance to do some very large sets um, and and have them be at a, a much more reasonable size so my my dream would be a USS flag
0: how big would that be, do you think?
1: Well, if you're comparing it to the other and you figure that Lego minifigures are a little less than two inches tall versus three and three quarters, um, you're you're looking at about half the size.
0: So about three and a half feet long.
1: How well, big no do way. you?
2: Didn't they do a helicarrier?
1: They did do it. They did do a helicarrier. I, I would
2: imagine it would be that size. Well, well and, and it depends that, on. That was
1: not minifigure scale. That was done at <clears throat> the micro oh, figure scale. okay which you know it's so i mean and and everything's very arbitrary when it comes to lego scale but it was because
0: they've done they've done different scales of millennium falcons it depends on what price point they want to hit what level of accuracy they want to hit yeah
1: but i'm saying like realistically i mean it might cost 800 bucks but you could do a lego uss flag that was about three and a half four feet long yeah Um, and that would be pretty impressive I'm going to go against the
2: grain and as much as I think people would say the terror drone I would mm-hmm. rather get an all new cobra island with a giant cobra bay shaped like, base like the cobra temple type thing in the yeah. middle Yep that I would, I would rather cool. have something like that than the terror drone
0: I I would even go for a scaled down cobra island uh, you know, maybe something along the the scale of the Hogwarts type set that they did, right? Where you could have a one central building like Cobra Temple, but that was you know not not too gigantic enough to have a couple of rooms inside, and then have one of the uh, little bunker deals have the uh, surveillance, like throw just a couple of little mini sets mm-hmm. on there. I think that would be interesting but my my go to was going to be the uh the big cobra uh hella whatever the, the ship heck it is yeah uh, the ship.
2: in the opening
0: yeah I know it has a name I You're can't determined
2: to replace all the furniture in your house with oversized vehicles <laughs> are not
0: you Well no I would hang that from the ceiling cuz that would oh, be true. totally fine to do That wouldn't cause any problems at all
1: yeah. <laughs> I I have some lego vehicles hanging from my ceiling um there's I wouldn't advise doing it with most of them.
0: <laughs> no, it seems terrifying because where? how do you figure out the correct stress points to suspend them from without yeah. them just falling apart?
1: So with mine, the only ones that I have up are like the jumbo jet sets they put out and they're very lightweight because they're hollow. Uh, yeah. um, so compared to a lot of those other bigger denser sets, like star Wars ships weigh a ton. I wouldn't yeah. hang those. Um, with like the exception of my cloud car that hangs down from my shelf and stuff like that but for this uh, like but for those i usually just it's very fine fishing wire and i clamp it between bricks in various uh, places so that kind of helps it uh, still scary though
0: because over time i would think it's possible yeah for things to come come apart a little bit depending oh, on Oh yeah way. E-
1: everything falls apart eventually
0: well that's true that's <laughs> that's called entropy and it's what we're that's experiencing called my now. ex-wife <laughs> uh and, and of course the, the obvious one is blind bag minifigures that would just be <clears throat> fun to you know because now, now that we all know about the codes and and how to get the ones you want and everything
1: oh there's there, there's there's no codes they did them for a while with the barcodes being different, but and then they put the little, the little, little
0: dots, right? The little they don't do that anymore.
1: No, not at least not any significant way because it's oh, very no. I think they I really
0: want, I really want the Muppet ones.
1: I, I have, I have now nine of the twelve because I accidentally got two Beakers and two Roths thinking I was getting a Statler and Waldorf, and I am still a missing Fozzie because apparently Fozzie's short packed.
0: Well, speaking of Adam Savage uh he opened up eight or nine he got four statlers two kermits and a fozzie four six seven so what was the other one no three kermits four Mm -hmm. statlers three kermits and a fozzie he had eight so that's uh that's not good odds i don't like (laughs) i don't like that game at all uh all right moving along To a little more directly related to G.I. Joe, but still, I suppose, G.I. Joe adjacent. You guys, I can't tell you how hyped I am for Call Sign Longbow. Oh, my gosh. First of all, this thing launched on my birthday, (laughs) along with another Kickstarter we're going to be talking about uh, very shortly. But this thing, it, it funded in like six hours. As of this recording, okay... This is wild. Earlier today, when I was making my notes, it was at this was probably six o'clock this morning. Uh, It was at $143,000 or $143,671 of their $78,000 goal. Now, uh, just over 12 hours later, they're at one hundred and forty five thousand five hundred and eighteen, so they have gone up almost two thousand dollars. And the uh, uh,
1: backers on that four seventy nine, the average is three hundred and three dollars. People are spending.
0: Well, let me just tell you, <laughs> I started off as a four figure backer because the initial offering is four figures, and if once you back it. You'll be able to, through the backer kit, after it ends, you'll be able to add on as much stuff as you want. So I was like, okay, I can commit right now to four figures. That's reasonable. I will have backed it. I'll have access to the backer kit. But they blew through some stretch goals uh, the other day. Two days ago, they hit the ghost stretch goal, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and go all in because they've already said, if you go all in, they will make sure the value matches, uh, whatever, like you're not, they're, they're not going to give you your money back, but if you go, because right now there've been, I think there've been three different all in levels so far.
1: there's a whole, oh, whoa. there were so many different levels. Oh, on that's this. I double. got Yeah. Yeah. I got confused looking at all the different levels. I was like, there are so many crazy levels of,
0: yeah, you do have to really sort of read through everything. So I got in at the third all in, which is $244. But if, even if, only 10 figures come out that's still less than the retail price of 25 dollars and this thing is on track to blow that away so I decided to because if you're all in you get one of everything so if they unlock 20 figures you're getting 20 figures so i I couldn't not do it so i I'm all in very excited uh, I,
2: I, will, I know
0: well i'll wait see if you get there okay <laughs> uh so this had this is from grindstone toys and it's important to note that this has direct ties to the robo skull campaign because the retro o-ring figure that was part of that campaign was done by grindstone or will be done by grindstone toys so technically call sign longbow is part of RoboSkull and vice versa. So if you're a completist in any way, which is why I threw that O-ring figure in, I was like, I don't know what's going on in the future, but I don't want to not get that guy. Uh, he's part of this collection, essentially. Uh, so the initial offering was four figures, Lancer, Uptown, Volk, and the Gru Spetsnaz, which is, I apologize if I butchered that, pronunciation I'm sure the listeners will let me know and that's fine uh I don't mind being corrected so two two good guys two bad guys one of the bad guys a troop builder the Spetsnaz is a troop builder uh so with all there's all in and there's you choose all in like I said you get one of everything you choose there are several different levels uh and it's basically you pay for four figures, and when the campaign is done, you choose, if you don't want those four figures, you can get four Spetsnats or four ghosts. Or or if they make it to the Soviet Ninja, you can just get four Soviet Ninjas.
1: When they get to the tracksuit henchmen, I, that may be when I go in, all in and They're just get so a bunch good. of tracksuit henchmen.
0: They're so good. <laughs> uh, so, and, and that's what it is, is... I understand if people are like, oh, I'll pay my $25 and then later on I'll just go in the backer kit and add stuff on, but it's important that you get in early to unlock these other stretch goals. There is motivation to get in there, and and I'm not saying everybody should do the all-in, because I understand not everybody's going to want all of these figures, but the all-in is going to end up being an amazing value. Uh, There are still, as of this recording, there are still 38 all-in third offer available. Once those 38 sell, the price of all-in goes up again because it means they're making more money, adding more goals. So they're raising the price of the all-in every time they know that there's going to be more product. Listen. You all know
2: how much I do not like ninjas. But I'm (laughs) telling you, this Russian ninja figure is possibly one of the greatest action figures I have ever seen. And I need this in my collection. So we,
0: we have to get it unlocked. I don't see how anybody could look at this Krasny ninja, the Soviet ninja... With wearing the a little... Yushanka
1: hat on his yes.
0: head, <laughs> yes, the little fur hat. The weapons are literally a hammer and two sickles. <laughs> this is incredible. How has nobody ever thought of a Soviet ninja before? Right. Uh, so this, this is well. Here, we'll we'll go into a little more detail here. Uh, so you've got a lot of options for how you want to back this. You can choose to back for a dozen figures of your choice if that's what you want to do there there's basically this is almost an a la carte is that right a la carte kickstarter Mm -hmm. where you just sort of choose what you want to get uh so in theory if you go all in and 10 figures are unlocked then you'll get 10 different figures if eight figures are unlocked my understanding is you'll get the eight figures. And then choose what else you want. Like, they're going to make it work. Uh, and that's why once Ghost was unlocked, even if we only get six figures and then I order four ghosts, I'm good with that. Because the Ghost figure, uh, this is the Steel Web Infiltrator. Steel Web is the uh, one of the villainous factions. I don't know exactly how they relate to the Soviets, but they're all bad. Uh, and which, by the way, the Steel Web logo—have you guys seen this thing?
2: Yeah, this is killer.
0: Cool. And they've got it on T-shirts too. There's, there's actually a uh, Project Longbow, or uh, sorry, a uh, Call Sign Longbow T Public Store. So, for the listeners, when you go visit the Needless Things T Public Store and order your Audible Interlude T-shirts, you can also go to the Call Sign Longbow T Public Store and get your steel web shirts and they've got a couple other designs as well uh but this ghost this purple guy you guys know how i feel about purple <laughs> very very cool i wouldn't mind having four of those at all but i don't think it's going to happen because i think we're going to unlock a lot of stuff here uh so all of the standard figures come carded just like old school 80s G- or 80s and 90s gi joe figures the exclusives and the marauder task force figures will come bagged with a red file card just like the old mail away or pack in joe's did uh let's see so the stretch goals that have been unlocked are outlaw sorry i'm scrolling here oh i'm in the wrong place i've got to go to updates okay so Outlaw has been unlocked. He was unlocked within a day. Uh, Ghost was unlocked after five days. And the next stretch goal is the Marauder Task Force Retro Ops Desert Ops figure uh, at $168,000. So we, we've got about 23 to go. This has gone up $300 since we've been talking about it. Um, So basically one more all-in backer, I think, went in. Uh, but I have to say, are you guys, do you have eyes on this desert ops figure? Yeah, I'm looking at him. This is the least interesting one to me personally. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's going to have plenty of fans. I know people are really going to dig this one, especially Marauder task force fans, uh, that, that like that realistic military look. Uh, and I won't mind having this figure on the shelf, but it's out of everything we've seen, it's it's just the least compelling to me.
1: Yeah, it doesn't do much for me. Said the, and really most of the most of the uh, good guy figures are less interesting than some of the really cool ones that we've seen. You know, like the. Uh, like the ninja we mentioned, the Krasny Ninja and the uh, the the tracksuit henchman, which is uh, we have yet to get to.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't worry. He's on the list. Uh, so uh, after we get to the Desert Ops, $30,000 later, we get to the tracksuit henchman, which is one of the stars of the whole line. <laughs> Noel, you're 100% right. I would love to have just a dozen of this guy, but I would want an o-ring style hawkeye figure to go with them if anybody has read the matt fraction well yeah they were in the uh, the russian tracksuit guys were in the the show too yeah Uh, the hawkeye show yeah Ah, Uh, because
2: i i don't know i need them bro
0: bro (laughs) give me these figures bro Do you guys
2: remember the old Kids in the Hall skit, The Eradicator? Oh, yes. I was just... As soon as I saw him, that's what popped in my head. And I was like, I need... Again, I
1: need this. So, funny story about that. I have had my eye on doing that as a costume at Dragon Con for so long. And last night while researching this it got me back on the rabbit hole of looking for costume materials. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Especially after just watching some of the new kids in the hall and getting kids in the hall back in my mind.
0: Yeah, and and speaking of, just a t- complete sidebar, the new kids in the hall is incredible. <laughs> yes. I, wow. Not, don't watch it with the kids, though. Not, uh, I was watching it with my 14-year-old son and uh, that first sketch with the, the robbers and the maybe, cops. They did not
1: waste any time. Which, granted,
0: <laughs> we had just watched the new jackass. So we'd already seen plenty of that sort of thing unexpected. Well, I don't know why it wasn't unexpected, but it was like, okay, it's here as well. So there's that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, parental advisory on the new kids in the hall. All right. Uh, the Krasny Ninja stretch uh, gets added at 229 which I think this will hit before all is said and done because uh, Kickstarters that are successful and have the momentum that this one has so far often triple in the last 48 hours. This is big, you guys. This, this, is, this is going to be like an instant collection. You're going to have a whole new toy collection from this kickstarter so uh, like i said i'm excited as heck about the all-in uh they have three more surprise goals lined up potentially more depending again on how much momentum is maintained right now we have six individual figures for sure Uh, like i said the campaign is going to make sure the value is there for all in there are 12 total individual figures possible as of now so if you go all in you're getting all 12 of those figures for $244, which is cheaper than Hasbro's mm-hmm. O-Rings.
1: Yep.
0: So anyway, as you can tell, I'm super stoked about this. You guys are kind of waiting for the tracksuit guy. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Christian, did you get it on this or are you kind of waiting to see what happens? I was. So you posted about ghosts getting
2: unlocked and i was going to jump in um i just haven't had when we get off tonight i'm going to be able to do because i haven't had a chance to sit down at the computer
0: i encourage anybody who thinks they might even be halfway interested in this to to go in and just back one and watch see where it goes and see maybe you want to do 4 maybe you want to do all in whatever but like i said there're only 38 more all in at this price i don't know what the next pricing tier will be for all in but you got to think it's going to jump somewhat significantly with the the track that they're on now so there it is go check out call sign longbow on kickstarter we will be keeping up with it until it closes 25 more days Uh, Saturday, June 11th is the final day. So we'll have a few more episodes coming out between now and then. Uh, Real quick, other Kickstarter news. Again, G.I. Joe adjacent. I just wanted to throw this out there. Cybertronic Spree, one of the greatest bands on the planet, uh, are funding their new album, Ravage, which is all original tunes, which I'm very excited about uh they also hit their goal in a day their 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 goal 18,697 dollars to record an album produce everything that goes along with the album do marketing everything else this campaign is currently at 119,842 dollars we love cybertronic spree Uh, If you have ever had the opportunity to see them live, you know how absolutely incredible and mind-blowing it is to see people dressed up in giant boxy Transformer costumes, putting on a full-on like Motley Crue-worthy rock and roll show. I encourage everybody to go check out Cybertronics Free Ravage on Kickstarter. Uh, I backed it at whatever the, like, you get the album, you get a poster, you get some other a bunch of they've got several different levels you can go for here but no vinyl which
1: i was really surprised about
0: i'm not surprised because right now vinyl production is so backed up in the united states it doesn't make sense for them to offer vinyl as part of this i imagine they will offer it later on Mm. this is all about getting the album produced and in people's hands i would imagine later on they'll worry about the vinyl right now adding the nightmare that is vinyl production to a Kickstarter like this would be a nightmare. If it was something that was already produced, it would make sense. But the fact that they still have to record this album and do everything involved with that, adding vinyl production on top of that would not be worthwhile. So I, I, we might see a separate Kickstarter. We might, you know, there. who knows how they'll go about doing that. There's no doubt in my mind they will do a record. Ah, uh, but that'll be later on.
1: I suppose you are a little bit more up to speed on current vinyl uh, news than I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's uh, some of the some of the boutique companies have actually looked into opening up their own production facilities, and uh, I, I won't get too deep into that because it's not GI Joe news. But but there's good news on on the vinyl production front coming in probably the next sixteen to eighteen months. Uh, all right. As we continue with our G.I. Joe adjacency, McFarlane Toys is offering as an online exclusive a munitions pack. Did you guys see this thing? Yep. Yep. What do you think?
1: Is it exactly going to be to scale or are they going to look a little big?
0: They are to scale with one-tenth scale toy line. So they will be too big for G.I. Joe classified series. Uh, this is basically McFarlane's way around the Time Warner edict that none of their characters action figures will include guns. Uh, now you can give Joker a crowbar that everybody knows he beat a child to death with, <laughs> but you can't give him a pistol, not even a comically long barreled pistol. Uh so that's basically what this is. I think it's a really cool set. It's not going to work with your classified series stuff, but if you're a collector of DC multiverse, uh, you know, those characters, some of them need guns and here they are. Uh, They don't look, it's 15 bucks for a lot. Yeah. For like 18 separate pieces. I think it is. Uh, Well, it's 15, 15 different weapons. So 15 bucks for 15 weapons. That's, that's fine. I don't expect them to be like removable magazines or any business like that. Uh, they just need to look... cheaper cool. than what Hasbro
2: is charging you for extra weapons in the O-ring packs.
0: Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, so, you know, pretty good deal still available from McFarland uh, store.com All right, you guys. Are we ready? For the big super seven update <laughs> holy cow
1: deluge of super seven news every time we turn around
0: so with no official announcement or anything uh about two weeks ago on may the fourth on may the fourth which is traditionally recognized as a day to celebrate gi joe exactly right? yeah yeah All of these pre orders went up on Entertainment Earth. Uh, And I think they're now on Big Bad Toy Story as well. But I saw them on May the 4th. Uh, The new wave of Super 7 reaction G.I. Joe figures, the fourth wave in which we got, or which we will be getting, a Cobra Bat, Zartan, Snake Eyes version 4. Now, the thing to remember is, this is super seven's fourth version of snake eyes, not necessarily the Hasbro version for snake eyes. It's the fourth snake eyes that super seven has released as a single carded figure. Uh shipwreck, the first shipwreck of this era, unless you consider the pop, which I guess you kind of should. Um, Cover girl, which interesting possibilities. There, are we getting a blonde? Are we like which cover girl will we see? Uh Cobra Commander version three, which again, we don't know what this is gonna be. My guess, my personal guess is comic book battle armor.
1: Yeah, that's what I figure it's gonna be because that would also tie in with that being V three of the, uh, original toy.
0: And then a massive assortment of, uh, troop builders, Cobra female troopers. And the, the skin skin tones are pink and dark Brown. They have left out the Brown skin tone, which is interesting. Uh, pink with red hair pink with long blonde hair pink with short black hair dark brown with long black hair dark brown with medium black hair and dark brown with short black hair and of course there's a variety of weapons between those if they're like the other troop builders uh camo green shirt uh, joe's males presumably with m16s in pink and dark brown Camo green shirts with laser rifles, presumably the Sunbow rifle, uh, in dark brown and pink. And then camo green shirt rifle, which something else, uh, in pink and dark brown. So once it went 12 troop builders, uh, six Cobra females and six G.I. Joe green shirts. We haven't seen pictures of these yet at all. But... Guys, I love this line. I just got uh, wave three at Target. And I have not seen the Red Ninja yet. And I'm probably going to get a couple of Red Ninjas. And look, I'll say it again. Yes, the prices on these things, absolutely ridiculous, especially when they're sitting right next to those $10 Retro Marvel Legends figures, mm-hmm. but the the joy that these bring me are worth that markup.
1: And I know we when we first speculated that they might do this. I mean, it's been almost eighteen months. I think initially when we first started talking about uh, the possibility of Super Seven Joes, like we figured they'd they'd delve into you know maybe a dozen or so figures. <laughs> we didn't think you'd get a dozen different troop builders, troop builders right. that right. are not even like figures they ever produced back in the day <laughs> in one wave.
0: We, we, so with whatever our mild predictions were <laughs> like, Oh, maybe they'll do Tomax and Zamod in suits. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like that was our, that was our big, you know, long shot. And now just, absolute insanity coming out of this line and i love it a mix of comics and sunbow uh oh and that you guys that comic book firefly in person that blue camo on him looks so awesome
1: i have seen him in the store i did not purchase him but i did see him at target
0: oh these are so great i love them i absolutely love them and i'll say it again this to me is the most exciting gi joe line on the market right now i love it Any any further thoughts about Super Seven's reaction? Anything else going on there? Well,
2: I'm probably going to have to get a shipwreck, so it'll be the first reaction (laughs) figure. It's going to be like a potato chip. It's going to be downhill
0: as soon as you get it. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, he looks so good. I need I need the sailor troop builders to go with him. Yeah. Oh man, so good. Uh, all right, so ongoing topic, the plastic-free packaging. Stop me if you already heard this, but I don't think I've said it on the show. One of the things I'm most excited about with the plastic-free packaging is eliminating that tray <laughs> that the figure actually sits in. Because over yes. the years, that darn tray has warped more figures and accessories than it has ever preserved from being like crushed or, or anything. I hate those trays because that's how you get the bent wonky legs that make the figure not stand up right. It's how the long rifles and staffs and things get warped in shipment. So when you pull them out of that tray, they're like a curve. That's how that stuff happens. And now... With the figure just attached to a piece of cardboard and the accessories wrapped up in tissue paper, they're not gonna get all mangled by those stupid molded trays. Hate those things. I want them gone. Yeah, I'm always
1: nervous taking figures out of them because I always feel like I'm gonna pop off or like you especially like with the with the accessories and the weapons that are in there, like you start trying to pop it out, and all of a sudden the thing flies across your room and you know, don't think you're gonna see it again.
0: I lost a Sword of Omens doing Thundercats reviews just a few days ago. Uh Groon the Destroyer from the Thundercats line comes with a broken Sword of Omens. And I was trying to be as careful as I could be. And I just barely sort of pushed on the back and it shot out like it was fired out of a gun. It's behind my workbench now. And that workbench was like 800 pounds. It's gone. I will never see that Sword of Omens again.
1: Yeah, I've lost so many Transformers accessories just from the moment that I was opening the package. It
0: doesn't matter how careful you are. Nope. They they can fly out of there. So yeah, good riddance to those things. Uh, Something I was thinking about, if you guys, do you guys remember some of the old 70s Takara Star Wars figures that came in the little boxes? So you sent this as a message and it totally got me thinking
2: back when i was hardcore into collecting japanese sentai figures all those figures came like that yeah and and it i mean even a lot of my um the japanese release figure arts uh with the uh ultramans are like that there's no plastic window and, yeah. and i looked i'm looking at them on my shelf and i'm like I forgot actually how much i love just the artwork or the photos of the figure
0: and that's the key is to give that packaging a a nice dynamic look
1: and i had um like there's a lot of stuff that takara released back in the early 80s little robot toys and stuff that were you know because when robots were were huge and i had some uh that also came in those little those little boxes, and I love those little boxes because yeah. they didn't have a window, but you had art on all four sides of uh, four sides. i same thing too. Um, Gobots, of course, those mm-hmm. those were licensed from Bandai, the Machine Robo line, and they there were a lot of both like licensed and unlicensed other Machine Robo toys that were out on the market because, and because my parents were like, well, I can get him a Gobot that costs. 249, or I can get them this one that costs like a dollar forty nine. I got a lot of those, and a lot of them came in those little those little boxes without without uh, the plastic windows. Yeah. And I love those. I like I like them, I think better a lot than than some of the actual GoBot packages.
0: Well, I bought uh, I want to say that it was on the Disney, I guess shopdisney.com or whatever it is a couple of years ago they had reissues of some of the 70s Star Wars figures in the Takara packaging. And I bought a few just because it looks fun. I liked the look of the box. I thought it looked cool. So, and look, people right now are looking at the Thor Love and Thunder uh, kids line. This is some of the first stuff we're seeing from Hasbro that's the windowless packaging. And it looks terrible. I'm not going to lie. It, they do not look appealing to me at all. But you got to think for the collector-oriented stuff, they're going to put a little more effort into what the packaging looks like. I think there are a lot of really cool possibilities, especially thinking about the art that they've used for classified series. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that can be done. And, and, that, and, and look, I, I got a little sassy at the end of uh, last episode talking about <laughs> mint-in-box collectors. And while part of me meant that, part of me does feel sympathy for those guys. And, and I mean, they're a, a critical part of the hobby. There's no way around it. Our personal tastes and desires for collecting may be different, but we are all part of the same hobby here. So hopefully we can find the right thing to appeal to all kinds of people, but plastic free packaging is not anything new. And when done well, it can still be very exciting and cool. Um Using
2: transformers as an example, and I know right now they have like the plastic-free window. But even if they didn't have the window, do um, the, the, new... the the new packaging, the black. Whoa. I don't like the yellow, but the black, the black the, and the purple. artwork. Yeah, mm-hmm. those those packages stick out on on the store shelf.
1: Well, for even me, like yeah. the windowless ones, the the eighty-six Starscream Coronation Starscream uh, figure that does not have a window at all. Every time I see that, I do a double take and think about buying it because it's just, it looks so good on the shelf.
0: Yeah. The photography okay, so on these, the front of it and everything. The ones I saw in the store the other day and put up pictures of. uh the
1: blaster in the bulkhead, I think. Yes. Yeah. From
0: tra- the Transformers Legacy with this purple, like super 80s looking packaging. I'm thinking about, and and here's the one thing about these though is they do have uniform artwork as opposed to the different art styles that classified has as much as I love the different art styles of classified. I do think it might be good to find a style. If you're going to move to this kind of packaging, I don't know though. We'll see what they do Uh, again. I think the elimination of single use plastics is a no brainer. It's easy. It should be done uh i know not everybody feels that way but i do all right uh tiger force python patrol no new news but i wanted to ask you guys out of the classified series figures that have been released thus far whether they had original tiger force or python patrol versions or not which ones would you repaint to be those factions? Noel, so, we'll start with you.
1: I'm going to be boring because I mentioned it in the last episode that we recorded that the, the Python officer is so beautiful and it needs to happen. So I think it's an inevitability anyway, Yeah. but that, that, and of course, do you gotta have a Joe counterpart for, uh, for Tiger force? You got to have roadblock. Now that we've got a heavy, heavy artillery roadblock, he's got to be done in Tiger Force colors
0: with that yellow and black helmet. Yeah, Christian, what about you? So, I
2: uh, actually no. I think mine's more boring as far as the Tiger Force goes <laughs> because I thought and thought and thought about it, and my mind just keeps going back to Tiger Force Flint.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I mean his he wasn't as as bold. I think as roadblock but I mean, I, I would be perfectly okay with them doing the Tiger Force Lent too.
2: And for my Python Patrol, I actually would be interested to see what they would do with a Python Patrol-style Baroness. Not just slapping the deco on her existing armor, but give us a new-ish design for it.
1: Now, if they did like some texture on her on her bodysuit would be really, really cool. If you could do that Python texture on there and actually do it yeah. as a new
0: mold. I'm picturing the, yeah, the Python pattern on her suit, um, her boots and gloves, maybe gr- in the gray. And then the yellow Cobra symbol.
2: And maybe and, a hood
0: and yellow glasses.
2: Oh
0: okay. Or, gr- or green. Wait, do we need to get green? I don't I don't have any Python patrol figures here, so I don't <laughs> know offhand the reference colors. Uh is there there's green in there too, isn't there?
1: Green-ish. It's like a it's like a yeah. yellowish it's like
0: green. A dra- oh, okay. So, well, okay, so what I'm thinking of is the because we talked about this last time, the shirt on the trooper slash officer slash whatever the heck it is. The puke the is puke. Supposed yellow, to green. Be green with yellow stripes and it's not reading that way or is it yellow with green stripes or not stripes yeah. you know, the, the crosshatch I don't know whatever the case give just give her some neon yellow glasses uh, mine I went with Flint as well because when I looked at the shelf it was just so easy to see that Flint as the uh, Tiger Force Flint Uh, And then Python Patrol, I want to see just how gaudy we can get with a Python Patrol Alley Viper. Mm. (laughs) Like, really just cover the whole thing with that Python Patrol scale design. And maybe, like, yellow boots and gloves. I don't know
2: so anyway and carry that over onto his shield onto the shield
0: yeah absolutely uh all right so yeah just a fun little conversation to have uh another fun little conversation something i've noticed since classified series has been moving towards designs that are more faithful to the real american hero designs People tend to like to throw people who are against this, and and look, I enjoyed the Operation Blackout designs. Uh, I like updated classified designs, but I also love uh, the Roadblock, Tomex and Saymot. Like, I'm excited about all of these different things, but I see this reductive argument of, oh, I don't want six inch versions of '80s Joes, but that's not what we're getting. You have to liken this to what Transformers has been going through lately, where you're getting these ultimate modern versions of 80s designs. You're getting a hot rod that is what you wanted that chunk of plastic and die cast to be when you were a kid. His legs didn't move. His knees didn't bend. Most Transformers, when you were a kid, when we were kids, kind of just stood there. (laughs) Now transformers are action figures they are great awesome looking vehicles that transform into fully articulated playable action figures which is what i always wanted when i was a kid and why transformers just never caught with me the same way that it did with so many other people
1: i remember having this conversation with people who i worked with because i had a lot of transformers in my cubicle at my job and this is this isn't even recent this is like 15 years ago and uh they were they were saying like oh these these aren't nearly as cool when i was a kid man the transformers were much cooler they were made of metal and i was like those were terrible toys yes they they changed my life they're terrible toys this figure right here is an update of this character you might have liked when you were you know eight years old but it is fully articulated and you know it's the the vehicle mode is uh, is actually like a lot you know better and more like more streamlined and you don't see all the robot bits or you don't see all the vehicle bits they've done a much better job with with sculpting a lot of these figures and 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 you don't want to build moving toys out of metal just don't do it you, you want to <laughs> <laughs> Di- die cast is great for a hot wheels car and that's pretty much the extent of
0: it so yeah that's and classified is the the modern updated versions of these so it's not like like if they were literally giving me a six inch o-ring figure like a six inch version of o-ring duke No, I would, well, I don't know. I'd probably buy that too, but like, that's not what this is. It just isn't. So that argument of six inch versions of eighties Joe's is just a lame duck, like lazy argument. I understand wanting really cool updates. Like what we got with major blood, like major blood who is very faithful to the eighties version, but is very updated as well with his cybernetic eye patch and all that business. But you cannot, in good faith call any of the classified figures that we've seen six-inch versions of 80s joe's because they're just Mm -mm. not finally our last bit of news business you guys how exciting is it that we are going to see gi joe the movie in a freaking movie theater like the good lord intended (laughs) Before Transformers ruined it for everybody, <laughs> yes, uh, and fathom My Little events. Pony. Let's see. Actually, I meant to bring up this web page, uh, but I had so many other things opened, I was not able to do it. Uh, GI Joe the Movie will be a fathom event on June twenty third and twenty fifth. I think it's worth noting that June twenty fifth is Joe. Uh, joe fest i was gonna say joe lanta joe fest in augusta and that there is an augusta theater showing uh gi joe the movie on the 25th but it's at 1 p.m which one it is entirely possible the audible interlude panel will be happening at 1 p.m on the 25th we do not know yet two regardless that's peak joe fest hours like you're gonna want to be in the dealer's room or in a panel or meeting Ron Rudad or, well, Sergeant Slaughter's not going to be there anymore. Jerry, the King Lawler, like 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on the 25th. I think that Augusta movie theater is going to be pretty empty. If they had done it during the evening, I would have probably attempted to like organize something uh, to where a bunch of us would go. But as is, uh, I, I am going because my son wants to go see it, too. So I'm going on the 23rd. It's going to be a mad scramble to get from work to home to the theater, but I'm going to make it happen because you guys, GI Joe the movie, in a movie theater. <laughs> when you guys saw this, like, how'd you feel?
1: Oh, I was excited. I I can I can go in, I can watch three minutes, and I can leave, and I can be happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I think, like I said on the. The last episode, um, one of the old anime groups that I used to work with, we worked with the theater here on Universal Property. um, And we used to, once a month, show movies on the big screen. And we did show uh, for a couple of years. Every year, we showed G.I. Joe. um, And the opening to the movie gives... Me goosebumps just watching oh, it still on YouTube. When you see that on the big
0: screen, it it's gonna just you're gonna melt well, on the big screen with movie theater sound. Like, well and yeah. that's and
1: Ooh. they are showing this at some IMAX theaters.
0: <laughs> so are they really?
1: That <laughs> would nice. be it's like I'm I'm almost tempted to go to an IMAX theater for it.
0: Well, and Fathom Events typically have some add-on stuff, whether it's like a little pre-movie trivia, something or other, special mm-hmm. special features, whatever. Like it's usually it's called Fathom Events for a reason. There's usually more than just the feature, uh, so I'll be curious to see if any more comes out about that. Right now on the website, it's literally just the movie. But if that's all it is, I don't care.
2: That's a good point though, because when we did the when we went to the Fathom Events Dark Crystal. Um, 20 minutes 15 minutes or so before the movie started because i'm one of those that likes to get there super early they played uh an interview with uh brian and lisa henson so, yeah and i don't remember that part being advertised we were all just like oh is the movie starting and then lo and every, behold,
0: every fathom event i've gone to has had something like that or like a give like i we went and saw uh one of the doctor who oh the doctor who 50th anniversary special uh we went and saw in the theater and they had like posters and other things that they gave out so again i don't know that they will do any of that because i I, I Joe the movie at this point in time probably not quite as big as the doctor who 50th anniversary but again just the opportunity to see this in the theater very exciting. I they mean, if need nothing to...
1: else, they can use like some of the special features that are on the DVD and just play yeah. those ahead of time. Yeah, you know, yeah just yeah. yeah. To, just to fill out the
0: time. Because they typically don't do... Tra- tra- Fathom events don't do trailers. So you're right. not going to have the 20, 30 minutes of trailers that you've already watched on your phone uh, <laughs> to endure in the movie theater. So that's good news as well. Or they could totally
2: William Castle it up. And at the great scene... At a very specific point in the movie, you could have your actor run across the front of the screen with a snake man on his back with everyone screaming
0: once a man. (laughs) How much fun? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm not even going to say I'm going to say this off air because we're going to make this happen. (laughs) So, you guys, we're going to wrap up our news uh, and finish this episode up. all right thank you for listening everybody please remember you can find andy samford at electricminnowmusic.com he did all of the music that you heard during this episode follow us on instagram at audible interlude podcast and twitter at gi joe audible if you tweet us we will see it uh noel do you want to tell us a little bit about The Finest.
1: The Finest is an international costuming club dedicated to the world of G.I. Joe and other G.I. Joe related things. Uh, if you ever thought about uh, dressing up in a cool G.I. Joe costume, uh, we've got field guides on our website. You can check out thefinestcc.com uh, and uh, you can find out how to be a trooper or a uh, or an officer or a crimson guardsman or uh, several others that we have guides for. Um, And you can also find us at various events, including Joe Fest, uh, where we raise money for a great, great charity
0: called Canines for Warriors. And Christian, tell us where we can find those wonderful pictures. You can find my photography on
2: Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub.
0: You guys, thank you for once again talking about G.I. Joe for right around an hour. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra